All right. So yeah, I'm glad to hear everybody's doing all right. Um, let's see. Was there I'm trying to remember, was there any questions or anything anyone had about how this was going? Any thoughts, concerns, anything like that? Or was it okay to, if somebody wanted to give a recap or I could, or. Oh, you know what I wanted? I did want to ask just to get a clarification only because I don't, you know, I have the, I don't have a book yet for Arn, but okay. so what is the deal with XP? Is that something where like, you know, XP is very slowly given out or you're not expected to, you know, sort of quote unquote level up too much or. Right. So there's have a concern about it. So the, the way it's kind of works is there's a, I'm probably going to get this wrong. There's a couple of different things. If somebody does something sort of in a clutch situation that can qualify that particular skill to be upgraded. So that's why sort of last time I was asking people what skills they used and, you know, sort of putting a star next to it. You also get three rolls per month. And then the idea is that it's stuff like over the course of time, you would spent the time we're not talking about working on. So that's where you get a little bit more flexibility. I think that covers most of it. Those are the basic ideas. Uh, and of course, you know, like when you make the skill check, you don't get like in the other system we've sort of played, you don't get a, a D4 added. You just get one or nothing. Um, the other system, Mithras, you always get at least something. Uh, so this game is definitely a lot, uh, a lot tighter with its progression and its XP. So it's, it's expected that we won't really progress too much. That's sort of how it feels to me. I don't know if other people okay. see it differently or I'm getting something completely wrong, but yeah. I, I feel like that's a general default position of D100 games. I feel like most of them, it's not so much about the, you got a level, got a level, because then you get cool stuff. Uh, it's more like, yeah, you know, you're doing stuff and uh, over time you get a little bit better at stuff. So, um, but to, to amplify my response, uh, you know, I'm mostly looking forward to this to just like walk around in this sandbox called Harn and really get a feel for it. So the, you know, how powerful my character is or, you know, how competent my character is, you know, I, I don't feel like that's a game where that's something that is a priority. This game is not a game where that's a priority to me. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, I guess the thing about, you know, not being quite as stingy with the XP is just in case anybody's like, you know, I thought basket weaving was going to be my jam. Uh, it's not. I just wanted people to, if like for some reason, like as we go, <laughs> this in, wouldn't be your personal choice of major in college, would it? <laughs> he did say it was basket weaving. That's what it sticks in my head. I thought. Oh God damn it! But yes, I have an no. MFA in basket weaving. <laughs> I'm unemployable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's why I just um, that's the thing I liked about Mithras is like, yeah, you just okay, sure, I picked the wrong this or that. Because, you know, nobody... I mean, Rex was smarter than you. His is in basket weaving science. So, you know... He's <laughs> That's right. He's got a, a BS. And, and, and the fact that we're unemployable is not an indictment of our choices. It's an indictment <laughs> of capitalism. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I'd switch to communism just to get you guys a job. Sure, why not? Right. Uh, that's why I scream into my pillow every night. <laughs> 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 Oh man. All right. Um, yeah. Is there anything else anybody wanted to get into? Or are we all set or what do you guys think? I, I could 
I could do a recap, sort of. Yeah, wow. if you want to. That'd be great. Uh, so we traveled down the road. Uh, we stopped at some places, found out a few things. Uh, not, none of it was earth-shattering, was my perception. Although another player might have some secrets that they're exploring. Uh, then we saw the dudes with the uh, blue, I remember blue, <laughs> uh, the heraldry, and they were not supposed to be in the area they're in, uh, and that was a pretty um, troubling uh, house. Darium? Darium? Um, and then we make it to the town that we've been trying to get to, and we're somewhat concerned as we arrive to see that they've just uh, executed a number of people by hanging. And I'm pretty sure that's where we faded to black. Yeah, yeah, that's that's basically it. Yeah, we ended, yeah, right when you get into town, you witnessed a mass execution of eight barbarians, a mixture of men, women, and unfortunately, two children were part of the, the mix. Um, and there was a man up on the gallows, sort of screaming and yelling, enraged. Uh, he seemed slightly incoherent. Um, but yeah, he was up there and he was, you know, screaming about the barbarians and how dare they and the nerve and stuff like that. And then he turned around and kicked the lever and uh, let them drop. And uh, yeah, that's where we, uh, that's where we stopped. Um, so yeah, if we want, we can pick it back up. I'm going to, again, you know, if there's sound effects or music playing, I just make sure everybody knows they can turn it down or off in the audio playlist, little tab in the upper right. Yeah, I guess we can get going. I'll start this. Uh, I think it was raining. Uh, I'll start this and, uh, cause it was raining. I'll do that too. So, um, yeah, so that's where we left off. Uh, so yeah, the bodies are still swinging. They're doing their, they're twitching. They're you know the, it's it's quite a horrible sight. You know, the crowd that had been, you know, half unsure of how to react is now just sort of aghast. They're uh, there. They are. They're swinging and they are well and truly dead. The the gentleman that was on the gallows, he sort of steps down the ladder and he takes off toward a keep in town and he's sort of followed by a small entourage as that happens then some people start to sort of tend to the the bodies what they do is they start you know taking the bodies down and they load them into a cart and uh, they're just sort of you know unceremoniously sort of piling them up in this cart drawn by two horses and now let me see volunteer if you could give me an animal craft roll with a plus 30 bonus to it. Uh, I'm hoping that if you click on the skill name, it brings up a dialogue box and that lets you add a modifier to it. Animal craft, clicking on name, dialogue mm -hmm. box comes up, modifier. I put 30. a 30 in there. Yep. Yeah. Great. Okay. So you're looking at, at the cart, you're looking at the animals and you know, they've got like a couple of, you know, pack animals ready to go, but the animals, they don't look well kept. It's not as simple as them being like undernourished. And I confess above the table, I don't know how to take care of pack animals. Um, I guess you brush them, you feed them. I don't know what you need to do, but you can just tell like maybe the, the shoes aren't 
you know, maybe they need to be replaced. You know, maybe the fur has been matted from sweat, so they're not getting the breaks they need or whatever, you know, might be. But there's something the animals themselves, you can tell, are just not being well cared for. And uh, it seems like in an agrarian town like this, somebody would know how to do it. Um, but that hasn't happened. And so the cart sort of rolls off and starts heading south towards the river. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to activate this and hopefully you all come over. Let me know when you guys are on the new map. I am on the new map. Okay. So um, I, I don't own a token with vision. Oh, interesting. You should all be able. I thought the party I token. See. It is. It is the new map. Same as the old map. Yeah, it's same as the old map. Um, and just for the time being, because I'm not sure why Blair can't see. I'll just drop oh. you on there. Well, there you go. I got the same message, but I can see. But it did okay. give me that same message. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, I suggest we blame Paul. There you go. <laughs> okay. I like it. Done. So, yeah, so they start to take off towards the uh, this river. I don't know if I'm highlighting. I don't know if stuff is becoming invisible now. Yep. I okay. See. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, so yeah. the cart starts taking off south towards that river. And, uh, you know, each hex is, again, like 2.5 miles, one, uh, one league. So you don't really see where they go, but you can sort of see the, you know, the river off in the distance and uh, the cart starts heading toward it. Um, and then the rest of the people in town uh, start to disperse and, uh, you know, go back to their different places. And so what would you guys like to do? Oh, oh, by the way, Blair, I apologize. If you could click the little star next to Animal Craft, just so we know you use that skill. Hopefully there's a little star off to the right next to the trash can and the little pencil. Oh, that? Okay. Yeah, just click it once and it should fill in. All right. Um... So yeah, so what would you guys like to do? Uh, before I decide, the the guy that was, you know, pontificating and frothing up on the platform and kicked the lever, mm -hmm. did he have any either obvious symbols or signs of office, or was he dressed in a way that suggested to Eamon that this guy's probably a mayor or a, you know, elder of the town. Yeah. So he was dressed, uh, you know, yeah, he was, he definitely seems like he has some rank and authority in the town, but bizarrely he was wearing like, he was wearing like a piece of armor that seemed more like, more like, you know, like the guy who still wears his, you know, varsity football Jersey from high school. And you're like, Oh, Jesus. Nice. Go. So he's got like some armor that doesn't quite fit. Maybe in his mind, it made him look more the part he was trying to fulfill at that moment. Yeah, and he he definitely slurred his speech a little bit. He definitely was quite angry, but not in a coherent way at moments. I yeah. feel like I need to go change before I continue. So. <laughs> um, so is it time to split the party? What are you thinking? send a group to follow the wagon and have somebody come with me to go up to the Citadel and poke around. Sure. Why not? What could go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> so who would like to go where? I think uh, Eamon would feel like he should go to the Citadel because he's 
you know, in his mind, an agent of the sheriff, and you know, he's on this official mission, so that's where he's going to be heading. I think Molitor would follow the cart. You know, he's going to be. Yeah, Isenbark would go to the Citadel. He's a city boy. Okay. And uh, Pete, where do you go? I was just sort of mulling that over in my mind. Um, I was thinking that probably I would feel more comfortable in Citadel, but I would want to follow my pots and pans (laughs) that are on the cart. Um, (laughs) Well, well, if you don't feel comfortable going after the cart, we could could flip-flop. Yeah, no, no, I'll, I'll go with the cart. Because but, but, yeah, we should. I mean, I don't think we should send uh, volunteer, volunteer, volunteer. Is that how you say your name, Blair? On, volunteer. 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 Well, and theoretically, we also have uh, Weldon. Oh, Caleb. Yeah, we could send because uh, I feel like Caleb Weldon would probably go with the outside. Right. That's mm-hmm. what I was thinking as well. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you could come with us if you wanted. Uh, it's. I guess it's up to you. Uh, and and in in a you know a, a minute or two conversation that Iman would have. What, what was your goal to sort of go up there? Like, what would you say? Well, I'm going to be going up to the. What would you? What would Elon be saying? Or Iman be saying? Well, I need to ascertain who's in charge so I can deliver this letter uh, on behalf of the sheriff. But I'm now we're concerned there's there's more than the sheriff realizes going on here. And that was kind of what we were charged to do to begin with anyway. Uh, so we're supposed to come out here. There's, uh, if I remember correctly, the uh, highest level magistrate, mayor, whatever you want to call him from this town, has not replied to prior requests or filed prior reports and the sheriff's trying to find out what's going on out here so I, you know we, well, we're so delivering then... we're delivering a, a letter and potentially I'm gonna you know uh, make a better map of this area for the sheriff and I, I is that to... uh, I mean let me just let me just say this like you know we did we joked about splitting the party but would it make sense maybe to all follow the cart and then do this all together just is there something urgent about why you feel you need to go to the Citadel now? Uh, I think Eamon, uh, a role-playing reason? I'm role-playing Eamon's gotcha. eagerness okay. to okay. do it, but I'm not It's not overly... a strategic player decision, it's a role-playing decision. That makes sense. Mostly, yeah. I, okay. Eamon could be convinced to go have everyone follow the card. That wouldn't be that hard. So, But someone's going to have to explain to them why we should do that first. Yeah, I don't know. I'm thinking what their Eisenbart would care. He probably wouldn't. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to make that argument. Yeah, and I would think that I, I would want to just try to stick with whatever our sort of mission was, right? Whatever our initial plan was. And so if that means continuing on to the Citadel and doing that, then that's what I would want to do, unless, again, there was some compelling argument why we really needed to do the other thing. So. Well, uh, well, Eamon thinks it's important that somebody follows the card. Just not him. And Wallenter is, like, not... Like, th- th- this didn't, like, totally come up in the last encounter, then I kind of wish I had 
brought it up that like he is like happy to not be involved in like <laughs> sort of noble entanglements and all like the kind of shit you guys have to deal with so you know if it's just like oh you want me to just go wander follow that car fine by me you guys go deal with your intrigue I'm just gonna like hang out <laughs> uh, and, and, and if you would express I... that go ahead Rex go ahead no no you go Pete I was gonna say if you would express that then yeah I probably based on my position I I, I probably would say okay well I'll, I'll stay with Fallington and and go after the cart because that would be you know as as a cook at this stage of of my character uh, I would that's what I would probably want to do right and we'll send right. Weldon along uh, with y'all and it even just gives a you know a caution that you know things obviously are tense here so you know just follow them find out what you can but don't get yourself into a confrontation or a problem and just you know we'll meet back at the local inn uh, you know once you found out what they've done and uh, once we've been to the Citadel alright cool does that sound good to everybody does that sound like the way to go yeah. forward Yep. All right. Okay, so we'll start with uh, the guys following the cart a little bit. So, you know, the cart um, is just being led by, you know, two uh, probably vassals from one of the, the farms or something, and they're just taking the cart down. And they sort of look over their shoulders at you, you know, realizing you were in town watching a little bit, but not really sure why you're following them. But at the same time, you overhear them just talking about, like, you know, I can't believe this is what we have to do. Uh, this is, you know, this is, I don't think this is going well. And I don't, I don't know if, you know, I've always trusted Sir Cathal, but, you know, recently he just doesn't seem like the same person. And that's sort of the, the general direction of the conversation they're having while they, you know, walk down to the riverbank. And so what do you guys like, what would you guys like to do as that goes on? Is there something you want to engage with or just sort of, listen or just sort of let the moment happen or what would you like to do I don't think um Hollander would know enough about sort of like the politics of this town to I mean correct me if I'm wrong but like I don't think you'd really like mm -hmm. be familiar enough with like the politics of the town to like really follow the conversation got it yeah that makes sense you know like or, or, or rather like enough to engage in any sort of like fruitful way right you know, you know i'm just gonna like kind of pay attention and like let the what do we have a donkey you yeah know, let, yeah we have a donkey yeah, yeah like let, let the donkey sort of like i'm sort of like putting it off as uh, you know like put, putting it as you know like oh like letting the donkey like walk around a bit and like maybe find something you know especially tasty to right. snack on kind of thing Okay, and then Pete, how about you? And, and you, you would recognize the name Sir Cathal because that was uh, a name that was mentioned in your opening brief back at the Olicon Castle. So that name jumps out at you. Uh, but Pete, what about you? How do you respond as they have their conversation up ahead? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think I'm sort of going to... I would be doing about the same thing, trying to, you know, not be too obvious, right? But, but it, you know, trying to, to hear what's going on. Okay. Yeah, and, and the general gist of it is that they're, they seem unsettled. They're, you know, they're not certain 
about the direction that Loban is taking right now. And they're not, I mean, they're clearly not happy to be, you know, carting eight corpses down to the shore, but it seems more than just that. And so what you do is when you get to the shore, what you see is that they sort of have these, um, you know, they have this big pile of wood that's, you know, set back from the shore a little bit. And, you know, it's, I, I don't know if um, you remember from our last session, you were getting into town around, you know, late in the day. So you see this big pile of wood and then in front of it, closer to the shore, you see sort of eight stakes and you watch the, the people start to take the bodies out and start to horrifically put them on display on these, these posts, you know, they're not like literal, like crucifixes, but you know, they sort of hang the, the bodies, you know, from these posts. So you can, you know, right next to the river. And then when they're done with that, they set fire to the large pile of wood behind it. So it, you know, creates light that it clearly crosses the river and sort of, you know, puts these, uh, these hung bodies in contrast in front of the flame, so it's it's hard not to see them. So yeah, so that's what they do down at the, down at the riverbank. And I, I don't know again, like, what do you guys do as all this goes on? So at this point, I'll you know sort of like wander up to them and sort of like look at their horses and you know wait for them to sort of you know like they've lit the fire. They're sort of like stepping back, you know, and I'll take a look at their horses and. Uh, Try to somewhat casually say, um, is there a farrier in town? Um, because I, uh, I was thinking of maybe getting, uh, her donkey's shoes replaced. Yeah, and they sort of, you know, they're sort of lost in the moment, you know, what they just had to do. Um, it sort of disgusted them at their core, and then they kind of snap back to what you're realizing you're, you're asking them a question. And, uh, they're like, uh, no, no, we lost her. We lost our hostler. Or, uh, what is... Hustler? I don't know what the word is. Whatever the, the horse guy is. I think that's um, correct. Yeah, we, we lost we, we've lost him recently. Um, and they seem sort of upset by that recollection. So if they're sort of clearly upset, I'll say like, oh, what what happened? And uh, he looks at you for a moment. He's like, well, it's just been the tragedy of this town recently. They were they were killed by barbarians, by the Tyelda barbarians. And uh, he starts sort of at the the horses. And, you know, you can keep talking to him, but they're going to start making their way back. It's still raining a little bit. So, yeah. So so I'll say, so uh, I guess that's who you're uh, trying to send a message to with this? And he sort of nods. And uh, you can't tell if he doesn't necessarily... He might not necessarily agree with the message, but that is technically, yes, the correct interpretation yeah okay so with that let's jump over to the, the keep um so let me see really quickly what's this here we go let's see if this works so let me know if that's working i'm on the new location okay cool i only see black uh let's see you don't see okay let me just check your token i see it there i go there nice. we go can everybody else see roger um, yeah, so you sort of approach the keep, and as you're approaching, I guess, does anybody sort of say, like, hey, you know, as you're on your way to the keep, do you sort of, you know, highlight who you are and what you're doing? So I was going to ask Eisenbart on the way up if he wanted to stay with me or if he wanted to kind of 
see if he can move off on his own and you know eyes and ears so oh my dear just a a simple tutor i don't know what you think i could do on my own but you know i i get distracted sometimes if if uh if you don't see me uh don't don't raise a fuss you know i've shiny bauble yes i found the best tutors were actually great listeners that's right um but i assume there's kind of a outer layer of security that we have to get through before we get into the actual citadel complex so my thought is i would you know use the stuff i have from the sheriff of uh, alicons uh, to kind of do the i'm here on behalf of the sheriff and i need to see to the mayor or whatever we're going to call this person um and then once we're in let Eisenbart kind of wander off if he wants to. Okay. How's that sound to you, Eisenbart? Sure. Okay. So, yeah, so you approach the gate and, you know, you see in front of you, it looks like a, a kid. You know, he can't be older than 15. And he unfortunately is remarkable in that he's sort of covered in warts. His hands, the exposed parts of his arms, parts of his face. It's really a little unbelievable. And he's sort of, in his head, he's trying to snap to attention, but he has no training, really. So he sort of, you know, sees you coming and, you know, in his half-cracked voice, you know, says, you know, you know, may I help you? Uh, yes. Fine, sir. I am here on behalf of the sheriff of Alicond. I seek audience with the mayor. Ah, okay. And so he sort of, you know, sort of reacts and then catches himself because he, uh, he was like, whoa, okay, that's, that's actually kind of a big deal. And he says, absolutely, of course, yes. And he, you know, steps aside and opens the doors for you to go in. Okay. So the game should be unpaused if you want to make your way right. in. So question, uh, would Eamon have a sense of how large, and I apologize, uh, it, it, this is Lobon that we're in, correct? That's correct, yes. If you told me this the last session, I apologize. Do no, have no. A, a sense of, like, how substantial community Lobon is in comparison to Olicon? Uh, so compared to Olicon, it's it's definitely smaller. It might be a little bit bigger than some of the towns you stopped in on the way here, like Hesby and Dewaren. Um It's a, you know, it's, let me see, it's like a, it's got a population of about 100 people. Okay. Yeah. And it's, you know, surrounded so, by like, farmlands and stuff. Right. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect to see 30 or 40 people, you know, milling about in this citadel. It's probably just the people who actually live here. Right. So there's probably there. some guards. Okay. Yeah. Um, and is it safe to say that Lobon's kind of the last outpost on the, uh, you know, western edge of the Alicant region? That's correct. Yes, it's the very last Caldor uh, uh, village, town, anything on the Fur Road before it heads off into the wilderness to Orbal. Okay. All right. Um, so I kind of look at Eisenbart and say, "Well, uh, let's see what there is to learn." Sure. Okay. All right. So um, you know. The, the page at the front door sort of says, hey, you know, just go inside and um, I don't know if you can see where I'm pinging. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, that's Barrister Catholic. I do not. 
Um, oh, yeah. Here we yep. Upper right. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if, you know, Volunteer and Bertram, if you want to move inside the castle just so you can see what's going on, that's that's cool. I don't, you know, I don't mind. Um, but, yeah, he sort of directs you to that that building to the uh, to the right. Over there? Yeah. And the guys we okay. see, are those just like, they look like guards? Yeah, they're just like like what Rex was just describing, the people that, you know, have a reason to be there, so they're sort of milling about. One guy might be, you know, tending to something in the heading towards the barn. You know, yeah, they're just people that probably work there. Okay. I'm assuming Eamon is uh, walking quickly toward his destination. I'll follow behind him. He is. Yeah, and so, yeah, volunteer and and uh, Bartram, if you want to go into the building, you can. If not, it doesn't really matter. But when you get into the building, what you see there is you see the man who was up on the on the gallows right there. Mm-hmm. And he's sort of sitting on a bench and he looks not just exhausted, but like drained. Um, he's, you know, his posture, he's sort of half, you know, supporting himself on the edge of the table while he sits. Um, and somebody rushes over with two tankards and places it on the table in front of him. He sort of puts down one very quickly and then, you know, has the second one ready to go. And you see a man standing right here and he's just sort of hanging back and kind of watching. But it's this man right here that now is the one worked up. Just make sure I'm doing this right. So yeah, so he's sort of enraged and he's saying like, you know, Sir Katha, with all due respect, you know, are you satisfied now? Like, you know, do you really think this is the path we need to take and that this was the right message we needed to send? You just killed eight of them and now you're going to put their bodies up on display for the whole world to see. I don't feel like you're trying to, you know, do what's best for the town here. I feel like now you're on something that's much more personal. You know, he was addressing him as Sir Cathal and Sir Cathal, you know, sort of, you know, just sort of shakes his head. And he's like, look, we've gone through all this before. You know, you don't make the decisions here. I was the one that was tasked with the things I was tasked with. So, you know, why don't you just let me carry out my orders and stop bothering me so much? It was Sir Sir Caffle, the name I was expecting, you know, was that the person I was expecting to interact with when I was dispatched? Yes, that's the person you were told to go speak to. Okay. So Eamon kind of moves close enough and stands in a way that, you know, he's basically waiting to be noticed and engaged. He doesn't want to initiate anything because he's trying to read, you know, this guy's personality. And, and again, Eamon grew up in the you know, around the trappings of power and he understands that, you know, he's seen all kinds of different personality types who had power and how they act and this, that, and the other. So he's, he's waiting to get a sense of what this guy's deal is before he decides exactly how to approach him. Okay. And then, um, let me see, Eamon and Eisenbart, if you could both give me awareness. Let me see what else you guys have just to make sure. It's probably going to be good at awareness. Yeah. Uh, try awareness rolls. If you can give me awareness rolls with like a plus 10 modifier. Uh, that's going to require me to remember how to do this. Yeah. So if you click on the name of the skill, it should bring up a dialog box and then you just add a 10 to the modifier. Perfect. And then also make sure if you can, please click the star next to those skills that you use. So eyes and part. Nice. Okay. So two successes. So you're looking at, you know, as this discussion is going on, you know, your eyes are sort of wandering around and you notice that 
lining the walls of the room, you know, there's different like suits of armor. There's different like, um, but it's not like battle worn armor. It looks more like tournament armor. And you see a number of like banners and they, they seem like trophies. But one of the things you see though is lined up on one of the walls is a series of crests, um, almost like a collection. And you see on the floor, you know, sort of still in like sort of a, a packaging of sorts as if it had just been delivered, uh, a crest that's, you know, you know, half open, like they haven't quite finished taking it out and having it join the others on the wall. And the crest, um, if, let me see, Doc, if you could give me an intrigue roll with a minus 20, and Rex, if you could give me a heraldry roll with a plus 20. Yeah. And then, of course, yeah, make sure you mark that you used them. Nice. Huh. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> so Rex, I like. I that day at heraldry school. Damn. Yeah. So, Rex, it's just like, uh, oh, that's a really nice pattern. Um, but I'll show you what you're seeing. Um, one second here as I figure out where I put it. Uh, here it is. Let me see if you guys see this. Yep. Okay. Ooh, it is pretty. Yeah. It's, honey you know, badger like, don't care. Yeah, it's a honey badger. <laughs> uh, but, but Eisenbart, what you know from your travels as you've, you know. <laughs> air quote travels. <laughs> travels, air quotes, exactly. You've seen that before. And this is what you saw. It's House Pierstall and uh, the Honey Badger State. And what you know about them is they are part of the family that you saw leaving before. But they're sort of like a sort of like a a family that owes its allegiance to Darien. Okay. Um, so yeah, so that's what you're sort of seeing, that there's this packaged crest that's sort of been half opened. It's the crest of the Pierce Pierstall uh house. So anyway, so that's what you see along the wall. Um mm. and maybe one of the townspeople. And the Darien, there was a group of them traveling on the road. Is that trying to Right. So that's the that's the crest you saw them the banner you saw them traveling under. Okay. Yeah. When they were leaving Loban. So that's what you're sort of noticing uh, as all this is going on. And then you, um, yeah, so even you sort of find your moment to break into the conversation. And uh, what would you like to do? Uh, well, I'm waiting to see, I'm waiting basically for him to initiate conversation, ask me what I'm doing or you know, acknowledge it. me in some way before I, I don't want to be, you know, accused of interrupting or, or speaking out of turn. So... I'm okay. kind of standing patiently with my head, you know, slightly down, um, you know, just standing still. I've got my, my papers, you know, in my hand. I probably have it in such a way that the seal of the sheriff of Olicons is visible. Um, okay. Yeah. So maybe, you know, Sir Cathal sort of, again, like he's now that you're seeing him up close, he's half in the back. And he sort of just is focusing on his his mead while, you know, this other gentleman yells at him. And then finally, he says, like, look, Everard, are you done insulting me in front of our visitors? Uh, and he looks at you and he sort of notices, you know, in your hand, like the the letter and 
he can tell, you know, got some official capacity. So it's like, what brings you here? But it's a little short and it's like, it's almost like he's dealing with like a pounding headache while all this is going on. I apologize if this is an inopportune time to raise this business, but I am here on behalf of the sheriff. Uh, he's submitted certain inquiries uh, for your consideration and your response. And I've been directed to await your response and gather any additional information uh, or offer any assistance that I can on behalf of the sheriff. That last part, Eamon totally added that on way outside his mission scope, <laughs> but you know, Eamon's like 20 years old, reaching for the brass ring. So, uh, <laughs> nice. He's, he's gonna he's gonna take a stab if he can. Okay. Yeah. So with that, Sir Cathal's face sort of drains of color. Like I sort of pictured like the first time somebody asked Bernie Madoff for his money. Um, <laughs> sort of that's the sinking pit of the stomach feeling. I think um, Sir Cathal just experienced and. He looks at you and he wishes he could sober up because he realizes this is serious, but he's just a little too far gone. And now he's nervous that this is going to go very poorly. And uh, he, uh, sorry, and are you extending the letter to him or are you just speaking at the moment? Not yet, because I'm a little concerned that he's intoxicated. So okay. I am uh, going to try to give him the opportunity to you know, reset here. So I'm going to say, mm -hmm. uh, I, re I realized that it, it appears uh, our arrival was unexpected and uh, obviously there have been significant events taking place. Per perhaps it would be better if we uh, renewed this conversation and I conveyed the letter tomorrow in the morning. Okay. And he sort of is sort of at a loss for words. The gentleman here that is you know, he is Everard and he sort of finally goes, finally, you know, I'm, I'm glad word of what's going on here has finally made it to Olakond and to uh, Sir Malden. Um, and Sir Cathal sort of, you know, again, very serious, very quiet. He says, you know, Everard, you know, give us, give us, you know, some time. Let me, let me speak to these emissaries. And, you know, your concerns will still be here in the morning and uh, we can deal with them then. And so Everard sort of was about to say something, he sort of looks at you and realizes, okay, you know, like he he's now's not the time and he sort of takes off um, and uh, heads out. So with that, let's jump back to um, Volunteer and Eisenbart, uh, not Eisenbart and uh, Bartram. And so you guys have sort of made it back to town. Was there anything else you wanted to discuss with the guys in the meantime? Or were you content just to bring it head back? Or was there something you wanted to do? I was wondering, you know, maybe engage them and, you know, just, just to kind of have them explain a little bit. You know, well, you know, we're, we're new, you know, in town. And, you know, what, what's been the, the trouble, you know? I, you know, kind of that idea of sending a message just seeing if they'll explain a little bit about what's going on. Okay. Uh, and uh, how about you, Blair? Is anything you want to do alongside that in addition to support of? Uh, no, I was going to say pretty much the same. Okay. So they start to tell you how 
you know, uh, maybe a month ago, Sir Cathal out of the blue ordered a number of families to go south across the river in sort of a, uh, in sort of a homesteading act. You know, they're, they're going to go down there and he said, you know, like, you know, we haven't seen barbarians in a while. You know, there's lush lands across this river, you know, for our king, you know, let us go and start to settle there and, you know, make that part of Loban. And so these families went across the river and um, probably a week, a week and a half later, you know, nobody heard from them. You know, they just went off. They started doing their thing. But a week or a week and a half later on the shore of the, the river where you just displayed the bodies, the townsfolk one morning woke up and found all of the villagers that had gone across the river slaughtered and dumped in a pile on the river and just left there. And that shook the whole town and they still haven't emotionally recovered yet. And they, um, and Sir Cathal in response, you know, like we, we won't take this. And he, you know, he gathered as many of the town guards as he thought he could spare. He conscripted a number of men and, uh, they went hunting, so to speak, and they lost like half the party, but they brought back these eight people, you know, a few men, a few women and children. And the town, through their their reeve, their sort of elected mayor, uh, Everard, questioned Sir Cathal, you know, it, it got really ugly, and, um, and he went ahead and did this execution, and it's what you just saw. Um, so that's sort of what the town has been going through over the last month. Um, yeah. So I don't know if you, if you have other questions or Blair, if you had any questions or just sort of listening along. Yeah, and I don't, I don't, I don't have any really follow up questions. I mean, that's, that's, that would probably given that probably would have come out that whole trip up back. Right. Yeah. I think, you know, they, they're clearly uncomfortable with what they were just doing and it's sort of the culmination of a lot of really horrible things. So they're not, they're not trying to be like, ah, oh, we can't really talk about it or they're not going to try and tough it out. They're, you know, they're not happy about what's going on and they're, you know, really shaken by it. So it just sort of comes out. And so as they, you know, retell that story, you make your way back into, into Loban. You come back into the town proper. And so let's jump back over to Eisenbart and Eamon. So Eamon, you had just said you were going to maybe deal with this in the morning. Was that sort of the idea? Well, I, I offered that to Got uh, Sir Castle to give him a chance. I didn't want to say, you know, you're probably too drunk to do this. <laughs> right. Seems provocative, but at least want to give him the chance to say, oh, yes, uh, you know, the morning would be better and, you know, make sure that we have his full undivided attention and his full sober attention when we have this conversation. Got it. Okay. And he sort of looks at you and, you know, he... He sort of nods his head and he tries to speak, but again, he knows he's sort of busted in that sense. And so what ends up happening is he sort of nods to this gentleman here and he says, Doberry, help me to my, help me to my room. Um, and so Doberry sort of makes his way over and the two of them, he sort of like gets a little bit of an arm around him. He's, it's clear that he has to help him get over there because of how drunk he is, but he's trying not to make it so obvious. And he gets him into his room and closes the door. He barely even says anything. He barely acknowledges, you know, you as he sort of stumbles into the other room. All right. Uh, so I turn to Eisenbart and kind of lean in and 
you know, whisper, for lack of a better descriptor, uh, perhaps our time would be best served if we go find uh, Everard, the guy who just left. Sounds good. Okay. Maybe I will uh, poke around, or do you want to stay together? Uh, I am... I will defer to your age and wisdom. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you punk. <laughs> I said both. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll uh, let's stick together for now. All right. Uh, was Everard the one that uh, led the guy to his bed? No, no that he was... was the one that was chewing his ass. Yeah. Oh, right. And where, where did he go? He walked out. You didn't see where he went after he left. Oh, he so he went into the courtyard. Yeah, he walked out into the courtyard and kept going. All right. Uh, so yeah, so you guys, um, so do you leave the compound and start making your way into hoping to find? Well, do we want to leave the compound, or do we? Or do we think he left the compound, or we don't know? You don't see him in the courtyard when you go back outside. All right. Maybe ask one of the guards. Uh, or you know, these were these guards, or were these like just servants or staff um you know some of them are dressed as guards but they don't look like the chainmail quite fits you know they they mm-hmm. look sort of thrown together a little bit so there's probably a few guards and probably a few like a cook and somebody you know who, yeah who tends the stables and stuff like that okay um yeah I'll, I'm Eisenbart will go up to one of them and you know, maybe this guy is you know maybe the one who's tending the stables or whatever and, okay. Uh, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "Oh God, crows!" No. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. He um he says he looks up and he sees you, and again, you're a little posh, right? A little. I'm a little posh, but but you know, depending on his ability to perceive, it's a layer of posh. Anyone with any discernment would realize it's like uh, me trying to look posh, but not actually posh. Right? Okay. Yeah. Right. It's the it's the gap uh, clothes, but but, you know, done well. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. So he, you know, is like, good, sir. Can I help you with that kind of introduction? Ah, uh, yes, 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 yes. Uh, I am. I'm but a mere, uh, you know, mere uh, tutor traveling in the uh, service of a great emissary of the sheriff. And uh, just wonder, we, we saw uh, a Sir Everhart. Uh, do you do you happen to know where he went? Uh, yeah, and he he said, yeah, you know, I heard him muttering something about needing a drink, and he uh, walked out the front gate. Ah, how many, and in this great, great, great uh, village of Loban, uh, how many choices for libations are there? Uh, really only the one. He probably is headed down to the Amberin Warrior Inn. And if he wanted to repass and get some more libations, where would he go? Uh, also uh, to the Amberin Warrior Inn. Yeah. Ah, very good, very good. You, your, your kindness does you credit. Thank you, thank you so much. Um, I, I'm gonna and I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of like half bow and I'm gonna go back to where uh, Eamon is. I, I tell him what I learned. Okay. Okay. And I say, uh, I'm, I'll meet you at this uh, establishment in, you know, I'll, I'll be right behind you. I'm just going to, uh, you know, 
my scholarly curiosity is aroused at the architecture of this uh, this citadel, so uh, maybe I'll go kick a few cobblestones. Uh, Eamon arches his eyebrow uh, when he hears the word aroused. <laughs> and, uh, says, very well. Uh, I shall see if I can find the rest of our party and uh, meet you there. Do you have an interest in uh, era... Uh, circa 1444 to 1500s citadel construction because oh, I could talk your ear off. And uh, the, the uh, <laughs> Eamon, well, look over here. No. Eamon's like, uh, I, I, I do, but the pressing nature of uh, our mission, I think I would, I would not uh, take on everything that you had to say some other time, perhaps. And, uh, and Eisenbart looks like, oh shit, I was rambling about my crazy ass uh, interests again uh, and looks sheepish. <laughs> oh, of course, of course, yes, we're, we're, we're on business of the sheriff. We, yes, we must focus. Sorry. But, uh, you know, I, I'll be right. I'll be right, right there. So I depart. Okay. And uh, I'm going to kind of follow him out. Uh, and, you know, I'm going to leave that room. And then um, I'm going to look for a time when nobody's kind of watching me and see if I can, like, okay, so tell me, this this must be kind of the main hall, right? Yeah, so that's sort of the main, uh, well, sort of, no, actually, that's sort of like, like, it's, uh, it's where they eat, uh, there's a kitchen, stables, okay. but you would guess the actual main hall is over here okay. to the left. Yeah. So I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna kind of be following behind uh, Eamon. Okay. And uh, but you know, uh, and then I'm gonna kind of do the like, oh, uh, <laughs> nope. Uh, I'm gonna kind of go over here, and you know, if you want me to roll a stealth or whatever, let me know. But I'm just trying to avoid. I'm not being overt, you know, like I'm not being like Maxwell Smart, sneaking like an idiot. Right. But I am just trying to, you know make myself unobtrusive yeah yeah get, actually yeah let's do a um it, it's not like you know yeah you're trying to like i'm a shadow but i think right. you're trying to <laughs> blend in and disappear a little bit so we'll call that a type of stealth so yeah why don't you give me okay. a stealth yeah. check all right any modifier uh yeah you know actually give yourself a plus 10 because you're noticing there's not a ton of people okay okay cool yeah yeah, so like, you know, maybe somebody sees you off to the side in their peripheral, but nobody seems to be paying attention to you. Um, All right. Yeah. Uh, what's this? What Can I tell anything about like what, what appears to be in this building right here? Uh, yeah, you can actually move to the left. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's and, yeah. And you see like a blacksmith shop. Yeah, it looks like a blacksmith shop. And given the hour, because it's, you know, you know, past dusk, um, there's nobody in there. But yes, it looks like a blacksmith shop. All right. Now I'm going to go over here and go up the stairs. Okay. Yeah, you go in. Uh, go is the uh, door open? It should be open. Yeah. No, I mean in like in RP world, like. Uh, no, in, in, it would be closed, but it's not locked at the moment. If I look around, is anyone watching me at the moment? Uh, no, no, you're. All you're, right, I'm gonna listen at the door. Okay. Uh, you don't really hear anything from the other side at the moment. All right, I'm gonna gently kind of touch the knob and see if it appears unlocked. Uh, it is. I, my, I feel like it would be. All right, I'm going to just kind of open it up and kind of stick my head inside. Okay. And uh, 30 of your closest friends yell surprise. And, um, 
up now. Surprise! <laughs> so yeah, oh, you guys! It's your birthday. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, now let me uh, grab the book really quickly. Um, so what you see is you see like you know the first floor of a uh, a keep. The walls you know about six feet thick. They're made of field stone. Oof. This room. Let me see. I'm imperial. I maybe Eisenberg actually does have an interest in this architecture, but yeah, <laughs> he he suppresses it a little bit. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So what ends up happening is you you walk into like this keep, and you're guessing at one point this was like some kind of like entrance hall, but now it seems to be used more for for storage. Um, mm. And you see, you know, two rooms up to the north, you know, two uh, thresholds you can see into there, and one looks like it might have been a kitchen. Mm-hmm. One looks like it's still being used for storage, so you're not quite sure what it was intended to be, but uh, at the moment you just see it looks like it's more storage. All right. Uh, the one on the right was the one that looks like the kitchen? Uh, uh, yeah, the let's say the, yeah, let's say that was the Either. kitchen. It doesn't really matter, yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, and I'm kind of like, I'm trying to look, I don't know, it's a weird, I'm trying to walk uh, quietly, but, you know, if someone... Like, as soon as I notice, if I would see someone uh, looking at me, I'm going to say, I'm going to pretend like I'm supposed to be here. So, purposefully, but quietly. Uh, yeah, you sort of, you know, walk around in a clipboard and uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. make it look official. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, the it's, again, it's mostly, surprisingly, empty. Maybe, yeah, you hear some noises outside, occasional mulling around. But, you know, the sun is mostly set, so people are sort okay. of, yeah. Um. Again, and then yeah. I see. I guess I see. I see a spiral staircase here, and then is this another staircase over here up? Uh, yes. Yeah, you see a couple staircases. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, any sense like what? Where the different? I mean, obviously they go to different spots. Does one look like a servant staircase, or one look more uh, official? The, the stairs up directly below you um, seem to have a more official, nicer. Um, the other one looks like it's a stair down, stairs down that goes. Oh, down. the spiral is stairs down. Yeah, so it's not quite as. All know, right, sort of hidden. Gonna, I'll go up. I'll go okay. Up first. So go ahead and just walk to the left. Ooh, did I just go up a level? You did. You got uh, fancy shit going on here, right? Yeah, I figured out stairs, so I don't have to draw a map every single time you switch location. Awesome. I may have to uh, pick your boundary frame. Yeah, it's it's not as hard as I thought, but it did take a little figuring out. Uh, so I've got to go. Oh wait. So yeah, if you touch that spot, it's gonna transition you. Um, I see. So that's sort and of. And if spot. I go like this, okay, then I stand. All right. Yeah. So um, so now you're on the second floor, and what you're seeing off to the, the right is sort of like a. Like a formal great hall. You see like a couple mm-hmm. of musical instruments. You see, it's not like a throne throne, but it's definitely, like a centerpiece kind of chair that you assume the Lord of the Keep would sit on. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, totally empty? Uh, yep, still completely empty. And if I kind of peer, there's little, uh, like, arrow slits? Or, yeah. You know, the, in, I don't know what they're called. Do I see any activity through there, or it's nighttime and not a lot's going on? You might see some people outside, you know, in the streets of Loban walking around. Okay. Um, Nothing. You know, wrapping up their days, yeah. No screaming mob headed for the key. <laughs> no, no, not yet. All right. And, so then uh, this looks like a hallway. Yeah. 
now the rest of you guys, you want me to just drop your PCs in here so you can see what's going on, or is it okay? Just sort of. Yeah, I, I'm, you know, uh, either way. Okay. Uh, so yeah, you see a couple of doors ahead of you. Uh, I'm, I'll go listen at the first one. Uh, you don't hear anything. Uh, I'll gently try and see if it's locked. Uh, it is not. Well, uh, very quietly open it and peer inside. Yeah, so again, you see more storage, but this is like they're the keep's weapons. So you see, like, you know, some some weapons racks, some some okay. quivers, and things like that. All right, I'll close the door. Do the same SOP at the next door. Uh, yeah, so again, you don't hear anything. And again, just Another looks like storage. more general storage. Yeah. All right, we'll do the same at the last door. Okay, and then you click on that. And uh, so you see, you didn't hear anything before you walked in, but you see there's a couple of, you know, unmade beds. So somebody's crashing up here, but you don't know who. Uh, I'm actually, if I peek my head in, I don't see anyone in here. No. Is there uh, like personal personal effects or anything? Yeah, let's say that what's in front of you is actually like a storage chest. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to search it real fast. All right. Yeah, you, you know, I've got an ear listening out for anyone approaching. Uh, yeah. So let's say you, you know, you find a drawing, like a pencil sketch of a woman, um, sort of what would be like their picture of my girl back home mm. and, you know, some clothes. And then let's say you find like a dagger mm-hmm. and I'm blanking out what money is called in this. It's DR. I think it's, but it's not. And, but that's the thing it's got a name that's not what you would expect yeah. like it's Fenning's um, a pound, like, it's more British but right there's um, whatever it, you find like say 10 of them and that's what I'm trying to find it yeah I, I, I put everything back as it was including the money okay yeah so there's a dagger some clothes the drawing about yeah, I was just, I'm just looking for information. And, yeah, you don't you know, see anything in particular. I'm not trying to, you know, get myself arrested. Right. <laughs> I'm just a tutor, after all. Yeah, so that's the basics of what you see. Okay. So, while you're doing that, let's, uh, I, I don't know if there's more you wanted to explore here, um, but I'm going to quickly jump to the rest of the guy. Yep, go for it. Uh, so what happens is, you know, Eamon, as you sort of come out of the, the, uh, the manor, you run into Bartram and Fallen Terror coming back okay. into town from the river. And so you guys meet up. Okay. Because um, you sort of came up like this sort of main road. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah. Oh, and by the way, I should star stealth, right? Since I used that. You definitely should. Any skill you roll, you should definitely star. What's the other one I did? Uh, you did an intrigue. Oh, that's right. Um, Very nice. Rex did heraldry. Yep. Uh, so. Yeah, so uh, so what happens outside when you guys run into each other? Um, I kind of look, in, you know, expectantly. Anything of interest? And I relate, you know, the the story that we're told. You know, like, this is what they did. This is kind of what they explained. What do you make of it? Things are clearly not right here. And... Eamon's going to use a whatever the slang or phrase uh, is that gets used when people of a lower class you know, are, are kind of... Yeah, it's the, the pun or the sarcastic 
you know, phrase to describe when the, the manor lord gets drunk and everyone has to like tiptoe around, you know, I, I convey that basically, you know, the mayor's loaded and seems to be a little erratic. So I decided that, that uh, the formal mission could wait till tomorrow, but uh, there are things of interest for us to learn here. And I think the, sh the more we learn, the more we report to the sheriff, the more handsomely we'll be rewarded at the end of all of this. Nice. Yeah, and volunteer and uh, Bartram, what do you, how do you respond to all of that? I, I say nice. Yeah, let's, you know, if you, if you okay. feel like, you know, there's not much to do tonight, yeah, let's, uh, is there a place that we can spend our DR? <laughs> and that's the thing. It's, they're actually, the, the standard unit of currency is a penny. So you would have found 10 pennies, but each penny weighs one dram, which is 16. Right. That's why yeah. it's confusing because they always say everything's a DR, but it's a pence. Yeah, it's, it just yeah. came to it. <laughs> a dram so, of silver. Um, Basically, yeah, because the coin, this, the penny is silver, so it weighs one sixteenth of an ounce, which is a dram, but it's, it's a, it's a penny. Nice. So I jiggle however many I have in my pocket. Say I'm looking for a drink. <laughs> All right. And how about you, volunteer? How about what? What are you thinking? Not sure. <laughs> okay. And, you know, actually, you know, really quickly, like, Eamon, what did you think? Like, you just heard a story about a bunch of dead bodies being displayed on shore. Like, Eamon doesn't want to share his thoughts at this point in time. Um, okay. he, he's calculating the angles and trying to, you know, ultimately to be candid, Eamon's primary goal is what going to be the best play he can make out of this when he gets back to uh, Alicon. So he's trying to figure out how the sheriff's going to react to different you know, like if this could be presented as hey, the mayor's taking names and kicking ass out there, you know, the barbarians messed with him and he, and he you know, killed eight of them and, and put them on display to understand you know, you know that I could write it that way or if best play is going to be man this guy needs to go he is not doing you a good service and he's going to create problems i'll write it that way and i'm not ready yet so i'm not comfortable sharing what i think with um the rest of the party so i, I kind of go with the interesting you know good work kind of thing without really sharing my uh my thoughts on what it means okay cool. but i do want to i do want to find everard tonight versus tomorrow if possible. Right. Definitely. Yeah. So, you know, you heard he was heading, you know, for a drink at the Amber and Warrior Inn, and you can actually see it as you come out from the keep. It's just right across sort of the kind of town square in front of you. Um, so that's where, I don't know if you saw the ping, but that's that's where he headed. I'm still on the Luban Manor map. Is that the... Oh, uh, that is my fault. Let me just activate that. When you're hopefully I see where you're pinging, but I don't. It's a fog award. Yeah. Oh, really? Why did I do that? Okay, sorry. One second. Let me just quickly turn that off. I think there's like a probably a. There, there, we, there go. we go. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, so yeah. So there's the. I'm, I apologize. So there's the town. So right down across, you know, you know, just 
across from the uh, the keep, you see the Amber and Warrior Inn where you heard that Everard went. And then really quickly, back to Eisenbart. Uh, what are you up to as you sort of finish looking around that room? Uh, I wanted to go um, downstairs, too. Okay. Yeah, so, um, yeah, go ahead. You can go back to the staircase. Uh, it should be that one right there. It should transition, yep. and then I don't remember... You should transition probably right around there. Um, or maybe go to the left a little. Hopefully it transitions. I'm going to be pissed if it... Oh, there you go. There it goes. Okay. So, yeah. So, you head down to the cellar, and you see basically it's like a, a prison. A little area there where they can get information the old-fashioned way. Alien autopsy. <laughs> exactly. And you see, like, a number of cells okay. lining the wall. And, Is, some... and uh, do I hear anything? No. No. It's, it's empty at the moment. Uh, and the cells, are they, like, barred? Uh, yeah, they're barred. They're, you know, iron, iron doors. Okay. So, and, and they all look empty. Yeah. Yeah. They're empty. Yeah. Interesting. All right. I will head back up. Okay. And, uh, I don't, I didn't see any other place that I have not explored in here. Right. So. No, no, it's relatively simple. All right. I'm going to, uh, you know, I had closed this door. Mm -hmm. It will kind of peek my head out and see if anybody's kind of looking up here from the courtyard. No, no, it's still. Okay. Now I'm walking like I know exactly what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I will walk uh, out. Oops. We're walking. We're walking. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah. will. Uh, is the uh, the page there? Uh, he should still be there. Yeah, he's, you know, yeah. just very dutifully. I will, uh, you know, I will say, uh, do a good service, my boy, and, uh, and I'll walk it. And he gives you a nod, like, thank you, sir, <laughs> um, in his, you know, teenage voice. Um, yeah, okay, so you, you know, head back to the town, and you sort of catch the group heading down to this building here, which you see mm -hmm. clearly is the Amber and Warrior Inn, which you heard was where Everard was headed. Actually, and I'll see them ahead of me, and mm -hmm. I'm just gonna stay kind of behind them, and just I'm just watching uh, the rest of the populace to see, you know, are they getting glances? Is someone else following them? I mean, obviously I stick out too because I'm not from here, but right, uh, I'm not gonna hurry up and meet up with them. I'm just gonna kind of observe. Got it. So yeah, they um, the townspeople they seem hollow in a way. Interesting. They seem. You know what? Let me um, let me see here really quickly. Why don't you give me an awareness check? Okay. Nice. Okay. Boom. Yeah. So you see. Oh, I thought I had. Um, the, the the town. You know, it's not a it's not a big town. Like I said, it's only got like a population of a hundred people, but it doesn't feel like there's a hundred people here. It, it it feels empty. The people that you see walking by just have this beaten sort of not physically, but just really distraught downtrodden you know weight even more so than serfs in a right feudal <laughs> society right exactly um yeah so they need someone to sing always look on the bright <laughs> exactly yeah so that's what you see and then the rest of you are you headed to the inn sure yeah okay and blair are you heading with them or do you want to no. okay so let's activate that um, so yeah, so you come up to the the inn, and you know you can hear, again, you know, again, not that it's a big town, but the inn is like a central gathering place, and even it seems, you know, a little bare. Uh, so what would you like to do? Um, 
so you know, I suggest we go in, but I I caution everyone that you know things seem to be a little off. So let's be somewhat reserved until we get a better feel for what's going on. And how do you guys respond to that? Oh, of course, always. <laughs> <laughs> I am the soul of discretion. Always. Volunteer <laughs> says, I want a beer. <laughs> and my attempted token movement collided with a wall. Nice. Okay, yeah, give me give me one quick second. Your cut off. Um, <laughs> yeah. Let me uh, pause that. Let me configure this. Did the door not open? No, I'm in. There you go. Okay, there you go. No, he's drunk. Go home. Oh, oh okay. All right. I look more you're drunk. Woohoo. Cool. Okay, so you walk into this tavern and you see. Uh, you know, again, like a, a few people milling about, you know, one person behind the bar who you, uh, I guess you can't see those. So you see, you know, a few people milling about, um, these doors that actually, that one would be open because that's the other part of the room. That door would probably be, be locked too. Okay. So these doors on the Eastern wall, those doors are both locked. So you you don't know for certain, but you would guess that it's probably, you know, private quarters, but yeah, the doors to the left, you see right now you're sort of in like a, an entrance room, you know, so, uh, you see Everard, he's. He's there and he's, you know, having a drink and sort of uh, not, he's sort of keeping to himself. He's sort of like buried his face in, uh, in his cup and he's not really paying attention. He's sort of just sort of half staring at the, the flames in the fireplace, you know, sort of almost entranced and, you know, zoning out like he's thinking about something else. But yeah, you know, voluntary, you go into the other room, you see like there's a bar, you know, a person behind there. And then, you know, this person over here is just sort of going back and forth between the tables trying to like, you know, wiping them down, even though it's clearly no reason to, because the room's empty. Um, but they're just sort of moving back and forth, trying to come up with some version of their job when there's nothing to do. Hey, well, I'm gonna go to the bar and say, uh, so quiet night, huh? And the barkeep looks at you and again, wipes down the, the bar, even though there's no reason to, and sort of gives you a nod. And you can see, like, he's trying to muster the the barkeep chatter. You know, he knows that's part of what he does and probably why he likes what he does. But at the moment, he's kind of like, yeah, yeah, it's been a lot of quiet nights recently. I'll, I'll order a I'll order a drink. You know, he pours it for you and hands it hands it to you, and uh, you know, takes your dr pennies. And, so, and then looks at you and says, "Yeah, oh, you you must be uh, visiting town. I don't recognize you." I'll say, uh, "Yeah, we're uh, we're we're visiting, and um, seems like we might have picked a not the best time to to come through um, with all the troubles you guys are having with the barbarians." And he kind of he, he you know he gives a little laugh, which he didn't expect, you know. But, you know, it's like dark times. Yeah, it's been dark times. And he goes, I imagine you probably saw that little show out there by the gallows in the town square. Uh, yeah, um, not gonna lie, it was kind of gruesome, but I understand that uh, you guys sort of uh, had some of your own people suffer a similar fate. And he, he nods, he's like, yeah, you know, lost some, some family and I lost some close friends. Um, you know, we're only, we're a small town. So when you lose 20 people, you know, everyone, everyone experiences that loss. And, um, and, and then he sort of looks around 
and sees that the place is mostly empty. He knows Everard's in the other room. And uh, he said, you know, but thank the gods we have Everard because right now we're not in a good place and Everard is our only hope to get us back on track. And uh, yeah, sort of, he's sort of zones out for a moment, sort of thinking. And I'll say, well then, here's to him. And he sort of, yeah, pours himself a quick drink and says, absolutely. Absolutely good, sir. And he throws it back. And uh, yeah, so quickly jumping over to the other room. Uh, what's going on there? We have uh, Bartram and Eamon. You're in there basically alone with one person having a meal and uh, an Everard. What's Everard doing? He's still nursing a drink. Maybe he's finishing it off and gives a little wave for another one. And uh, he's brought another another tankard and uh, still just sort of sighing and sort of watching the fire like it's, uh, you know, just sort of letting him have like a little zen. Uh, so Eamon's going to come over and you know, as, as politely and deferentially as he can ask, would you mind if I shared this space? And he gestures to, you know, can I sit down basically? Right. And he looks you over for a second and, uh, is there anything about your dress that conveys Olicant? Or is it just... Um... I, uh, would say that it... It does in the sense that it's the type of attire that you would expect to see in a, in a larger, uh, more urban setting as far as, uh, maybe it's just, you know, the quality, the expense, just, you know, slightly uh, above what you would expect to see in Lobon. So. Yeah. Okay. So he looks at you. He's like, oh, you're from out east. Uh, indeed. What brings you here? Are you headed off down uh, north through the fur road? Are you actually meant to be here? A conversation I'd be happy to have with you if I could take a load off and sit down. And yeah, he sort of shuffles off to, you know, one end of the bench says, yeah, of course, feel free. And if you don't mind, uh, really quickly, Pete, what are you doing as Eamon sort of takes a seat? I was kind of already, I was sort of just thought I was sitting at that table too. Um, and okay. just trying to, you know, get something to, you know, and so maybe if, you know, ever, Everard, you know, and I'm not sure that I even know, did I know that Everard was anybody that you were talking to in the past? Probably not. So, you know, I, I may have been like looking at what he was eating, you know, again, just but, but I did, out. I would have shared with everyone that, you know, on the way here, mm. that um, there may be a person who will be able to give us information. I, I hope he's here and I hope that I can get that information from him. So I, I can alert everyone that, you know, one of the reasons I wanted to go here was just not to have some beers and figure out a place to stay. It was, in hopes of finding this guy to, to get more information about what's been going on. Right. So I think that even before he would have been, I would have been like, you know, what, you, what, what what's good here? You know, and I looked at what he's eating. Is that any good? You know, looks good. Mm. You know, and, you know, wench, you know, bring me, bring me <laughs> something to eat. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, he probably sort of half, like, yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's good. Yeah. You know, the, the lamb, you know, the lamb shank is good or I don't know. Um, but he's just still sort of zoning out, looking at the fire, and, you know, his mind is clearly elsewhere. 
And really quickly, Eisenbart, are you still wandering the town? Are you still looking for? No, someone? I've I've caught up with him now. You caught I up with him. Okay, got it. Yeah, and I'm so probably he... behind. Um... Uh, uh, Bartram, as he's having this whole conversation, and I'll, I'll, I'll like uh, when I can catch the Bart that keeps eye, I'll kind of just, you know, point at Bartram's drink and and put two fingers. In. Okay, so um, so that all takes place now. Sorry, Eamon, are you initiating the conversation then, or yes? So once I'm settled. Uh... You're, uh, you're correct. I have come from the east, and I'm comfortable telling you that I have no plans to go any further than move on. I'm actually here on behalf of the sheriff. He has some concern that he has received little or no information from Lobon. None of the required reports have been filed. No updates on what's going on. So he's tasked me to come here specifically to deliver a particular message and, but more importantly, give him the sense of what's really happening here and how much concern he must have about this portion of his um, responsibility, this area of his responsibility. I feel like you might be in a position to enlighten me as to what's going on. And he nods and he's like, from Olakon, oh, you know, thank God that finally, you know, somebody's going to start paying attention to what's been going on here. And he sort of looks again, he looks around a little bit. And he's, you know, Sir Cathal, you know, he's managed Loban just fine. But let's be honest, like, if you don't know anything about the town of Loban, let me just tell you that it's a pretty simple place. And, you know, we don't have many people here, but we do have the mines. And the mines are really, you know, Loban's power's the wrong word, but it's sort of Loban's, you know, centers, you know. And so the mining guild, they, for all intents and purposes, would call the shots. Whatever the mining guild needed, we were all just here to make sure they got, because that's, that was the main, you know, point of this town aside from being the gateway to the fur road and I don't know if Sir Cathal's just never had to do much beyond keep things afloat but I don't know what changed about a month or so ago but all of a sudden he you know had to start doing things and has gone terribly wrong at every step of the way and as he's done that he's just gotten more and more distant Uh, I mean he was never one to turn down a drink, but now it's getting to the point where I don't think I've seen him sober in weeks. And we need someone right now or something to to right this ship because at the moment, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. You know, we've just sort of waved a giant red flag at, you know, the tile to barbarians across the river. You know, who knows how many are out there? Who knows what they're capable of? And I just don't think Sir Cathal's putting the safety of this town first and foremost anymore. What is it that you think would uh, cause the barbarians to be at ease and not be a threat? And uh, Everard looks at you and he's like, I'll be honest with you, you know, I feel honored to be the town's reeve, but I don't claim to know anything 
beyond, you know, this town of Loban. Before now, like, it, we've never really had any encounters with Tyeldo. There's sort of been this standing peace for as long as I can remember. So I don't really know what it would take to restore that, but I just know that we've been sort of poking the bear. And while I don't condone, you know, what happened to our fellow townspeople, you know, I, I do do have some understanding, you know, we sent people across there to try and settle their land and uh, and they reacted barbarically, yes, cruelly, absolutely, but now we're no better. I'm just... And again, he takes another... I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm hearing Gilbert Gottfried's voice. You know, maybe uh, if there was a group of strangers, they could, <laughs> they could go talk to the barbarians. <laughs> it, it, it's Gilbert Gottfried, Charlie Christopher Walken. So that's the voice I'm hearing right now. So I'm here for it. I love it. Sorry, is that the voice like what you're proposing in that voice, or that's what no, you're hearing I just, from everyone? I just imagine the scene with Gilbert Gottfried, you know, doing the hey, the PCs could go talk to the barbarians. They could solve the problem. <laughs> so, um, in the event, I'm glad I'm used Doc. So. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it's appreciated. I, I'm, I'm right. right. Um, uh, so you have no contact, direct contact with the barbarians, and and not in these exact words, but not diplomatically. You know, like we sent people across, you know, hoping to start, you know, small small farms, and they were slaughtered, um, but we never, you know, spoke to them. And then, you know, Sir Cathal sent a party across the river to get revenge, and I don't know what interactions they had, but they just came back with prisoners and we just murdered them. Do you believe Sir Cathal is no longer fit to fulfill his services to the sheriff? And he sort of goes, and he takes a moment to answer because he's not trying to get himself in trouble. And finally he just says, no, he's not. Maybe he never was, um, but we've never had a reason to find out, but if this is how he he rules, then we're all going to get killed. This is all very helpful. Uh, I just have one other area of discussion that I would be most uh, indebted to you if you could enlighten me. He's like, sure. As we were about to arrive in town, I could not help but notice a group of men-at-arms with how Darien colors leaving this area. I was quite surprised. I didn't realize that House Darien had business or uh, property in this area. And Everard looks at you and said, yeah, you know, I, I can't say I was privy to what they were doing here, but they came in maybe a day or so ago. And, uh, you know, they spent their time in the keep. Um, but we never really saw them out and about. They, uh, they went to the keep and they did their business there. Did you notice any change in Sir Cathal uh, when they were here or after they left? Not directly, no. He's still just as drunk. <laughs> and then he sort of finishes his drink and he sees outside that the, you know, the sky's grown dark and he's like, you know, gentlemen, if you excuse me, I'm gonna, I'm gonna retire. Oh, please. You have been most helpful. I will ensure that your name is mentioned most favorably in my report to the sheriff. And he nods and he says, thank you, sir. And 
again, you know, I'm just the Reeve, but if there's any way I can assist in getting this town back on track, I'm happy to do it. These people need better. And uh, he sort of heads out. And so night has come, um, and that conversation just took place. And so what's everybody doing? I think uh, Eisenbart would probably want to go on a little recce of the town. He doesn't feel like he's going to find much, but okay. just, just, just kind of what he would want to do. And then Pete and Blair, what about you? What would you guys like to do? Is there something you'd want to try and do? It's, well, I'm going to... Uh... It, it, uh, where th- this tavern has rooms, I'm guessing, where we'll be seeing. Yeah, yeah. If you basically go up the stairs to the left, okay. well, um, you'll. Because uh, I'm, I'm going to uh, also see to the uh, the donkey, make sure that it has, you know, it's, it has okay. it has somewhere to to stay the night. I assume they have like you know a stable or something. Yeah. You know, just make 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 those arrangements. Cool, yeah, and when you do, you notice that they're not quite adequate, and you sort of correct the, the shortcomings. Um, and you notice that, you know, like like I said earlier, like the, the pack animals that were carrying the cart, they weren't cared for. And maybe you see some livestock around that also seems to be a little, not mistreated in a malicious way, but... Neglected uh, somehow. Neglected, yeah, because, you know, as you heard, like their animal handlers were lost. So I think if... If I am seeing to, th- this is probably what I would do for the rest of the evening sort of thing is like get the donkey situated, unpack, and then like whatever animals are just sort of like around the stables and just clearly like need a good brushing kind of thing, I would probably just sort of, you know, spend the evening, you know, just doing what I can to kind of yeah, keep them up a bit. Okay. And then Pete, what about you? What what are your thoughts for? Well, uh, a couple things. When about how late is it? Let's say it's about like nine or ten o'clock. Oh, it's kind point. of in the middle, the middle time. Because I'm wondering. So then, with with um, Eisenbart, uh, were you making that? Uh, were you sort of stealthily kind of going out, or were you like, hey, I, I'm going to go out? You know, was it clear? Oh yeah, no, I wouldn't. I definitely wouldn't have broadcast. Yeah, right, so. Because I think if, if if he, I think I probably would have said something like, I wish there was a bard in this place. Because uh, mm. I'm, I'm, I'm bored. It's too, too early to go to sleep right now. <laughs> I heard about this bard that was really good at a tavern in... Uh, in Loban? No, not Loban. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> you yeah, I can't remember. I can't remember. My memory's so bad. Never mind. I was trying to make a callback. Never mind. Uh, so. Yeah, uh, to your bard yeah. character in the yeah. OSC thing. <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, Jason's yeah, town, right. whatever it is. Um, uh, fuck if I yeah, remember. I can't remember. Either, so. <laughs> anyway, so yeah. but it, so but it's too early. You know, it, it feels like it's too early just to say, oh, I'm gonna retire and go to go to a room and go to sleep. But I, I you know, there's not anything else to do. Um, so okay. uh, I'll just you know sort of sit and, and and have a few more you know and and these two guys that are sitting here uh with us no oh no is this this guy right there with that how do i the guy that's across hopefully you just left clicking hold. hold yeah there we yeah. go that guy uh yeah he's he's an 
guy. Yeah. So I, I would just engage him and see if there's any other information Lomit. that I Lomit. can get. Your bard, you remember, was Lomit. Lomit. Yeah, yeah. Lomit. Oh, I heard this great bard in Lomit. You know, he's awesome. <laughs> I heard that guy was an ass. <laughs> yeah, but a voice as sweet as heaven. And this guy, you know, nods and says, I've heard stories of uh, an ass with a voice as sweet as heaven. Um, <laughs> many tales. Uh, and he uh, keeps, you know, sort of shoveling food in his mouth. And, um, you know, you can tell he's sort of like one of the serfs around yeah, here. Right. And uh, So he probably doesn't have too much information I can get out of him or glean or get a, a sense for, you know, like... Probably... Like, how dangerous are these barbarians? And, you know, with that, you know, he goes a little white and he says, you know, the Tilda, you know, I've never seen them. And honestly, I've never crossed paths with them, you know, the way this town has recently. But they're sort of the things of stories. They're sort of the the forces that haunt the forest south of here. And it was enough to keep us away. And so when Sir Cathal ordered a number of families to go down there, you know, it sort of triggered a very specific sort of superstitious fear, that sort of unknown boogeyman that was supposed to crawl through the forests. Have you met any? No, I've never I've never actually seen them. Sorry, excuse me. Yeah, I've never seen them. Alright, well, you know, and, and you know, I figured that over a, a period of time, you know, I'm sort of engaging them in small talk and and then eventually be like, okay, well, then it's time to go to bed. Alright. Alright, so this is a lame stopping point, but why don't we fade to black here with Duck about to go check out the town. Voluntaries, you know, checking out the animals outside. So maybe you see, does, do you see Eisenbart slip out? Feels like he should, we should have an opposed roll. Yeah, let's do one last opposed roll. And Eamon, what are you going to be doing as that sort of going on? What is your plan for the next part of the evening um well make sure we've got a place to stay okay and then i think that i'm gonna start writing drafts of the two different reports i'll send back depending on which way i think is the best way to to write it you know one okay the you know castle's incompetent he's created problems he needs to go and the other you know the barbarians are the problem and castle's you know needs help he's a good guy but he needs help thing so okay yeah and just in case i you know i don't know if this uh was part of any of the recaps or if it's something you guys remember but uh sir cathal when part of your introduction by sir malden he said that you know he asked sir cathal to sort of expand the kingdom um i don't know just to make sure okay if you already knew that apologies but just to make sure that's that's part of the background of this and so yeah uh blair if you could give me an awareness role and duck if you could give me a stealth role and then we'll face black with that. Look at that. Okay, so we've got marginal successes. And the way this system works, there's a couple different ways you interpret it. One is whoever rolls lowest on a tie wins. Uh, the more nuanced, complicated way is you can I like take... that way. <laughs> right. Both ways, Duck, you're going to win the test. The other okay. way that this system has that gives you more nuanced degrees is you take the target number, you divide it in half, and that sort of gives you two zones of success. Nice. And a marginal success in the lower zone is always better than a marginal success in the upper zone. But, uh, so, but either way, Duck, you slip out unnoticed, and Volunteer, right. you go and uh, check on the animals. And uh, yeah, not an exciting cliffhanger, but yeah, that's where we'll fade to black. Yeah. Nice. 
Cool. Good. But don't forget to check your awareness, uh, Fallen Torah. Yeah, so make sure, uh, Blair, yeah, you put a little star next to awareness on your character uh-huh. sheet. And then before we go, if everybody could just click those filled in stars one time to bring up your skill skill development roles. Oh, I thought we weren't doing this. Or did we decide we were? Uh, I'm not going to give you like the free ones at the beginning. Um, I'm just doing it the, the way I did it oh. the first oh, time. Oh, so we still get to do these. Yeah, so it, I'm hoping it makes people want to use skills. If you can think of ways to use skills, it gives you a chance oh, nice. to up them. So when you have a success, does it automatically go up one? Oh, yeah, it, it nice. should automatically add one to your die roll. Nice. And then hopefully it unchecks the star. It did. Uh, so yeah, just go ahead and roll for every skill nice. you use tonight. And did you build this functionality or was just stuff that was... No, no. <laughs> Don't be ridiculous. No, I, I will say um, for anybody who might be interested in running Harn, this is one of the better foundry model modules I've seen. It's really, there's a couple of things about it that are sort of too clever for its own good, but they have a ton of very polished functionality in it for a system that's, it punches way above its weight given the popularity of this system. Nice. Uh, the module is very good. It's a little complicated, well, but it's very trying to lure yeah, I've been me. In. I see what you're doing. <laughs> uh, yeah, if I, I will say, like the the module is in a great place. Okay. Um, it has all the equipment. It has tons of you know generic NPCs you can bring in. There's tons of adventures that if you don't mind, you know, just using what's pre-printed. Not a ton, but there's like five or six you can just bring right in. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff for this. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you very much, guys. Um, I know it was a lot of talky talky again. Uh, so I like hopefully that wasn't too bad. No, I think yeah, it's good. No, I, think no, I felt I felt very sandboxy. Yeah. So it works. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't have to be super riveting, exciting all the time. That's okay. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm glad I didn't hear any like Netflix babong <laughs> in the background of somebody's. <laughs> um, but I will say, like, I've. You know, I've never run a lot of these types of games. I've never run a sandbox before, but literally, like, it is at this point, however you want to approach it. Um, you know, I've sort of prepped the area. I've put stuff here and there, but it's it's how you want to approach it. Um, it's entirely up to you. And, but I, I do often, I feel pressure to make sure everybody, I'm like, okay, what can everybody do? Right. Um, and I always feel bad when I, you know, don't figure out balances. The, the next morning when I uh, try to uh, roll for cooking, that's when I'll shine. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. Well, anyway, I appreciate it, guys. Thank you very much. Well, thank, you. Right. Yeah. thank you, man. Have a good night. Yeah, good job. Night, Art. Night, guys. Take night. care, guys. Have a good night. Bye. Night. Huh?